was just hanging out at a spanking party, and as you're looking around, you make eye contact with a cute guy. He holds your gaze for just a moment, and then he sticks out his tongue at you and smirks. You smirk back. Then he seems to deliberately bump into you when he's walking by. I'm so sorry, he says very insincerely, and then he bumps into you again on the way back. Sorry again. You should be more careful about where you walk, you say. Well, maybe you shouldn't be standing where I want to walk, he says. Maybe you need to be taught some manners. What are you going to do? Spank me? Bump into me like that again, and you may just find out, you say. Wondering how long it will take before he bumps into you again, you bring him over to a chair, put him over your knee, and teach him to behave. At least for a few minutes. Welcome to episode 49 of the Dudes Spanking Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast reviewing the best of the skiing resorts of Whistler, British Columbia, nor is it a podcast about the rich, storied history of poutine. This is a podcast about dudes who spank other dudes and dudes who are spanked by other dudes. And this podcast is hosted by two dudes. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Blonde Boy Ryan. Hey, Ryan, uh, and this is Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan. Oh, thanks so much. Happy to be here. Yes. As uh, people might have noticed a little bit of a theme uh, with the opening here. <laughs> um, Ryan, uh, you were up in Canada, uh, so uh, and that actually plays a role in part of our discussion this uh, in this episode. So tell folks a little bit about yourself and your relationship with the speaking community. Sure. Well, I'm up in Canada. I'm actually up in a tiny little town known as Levine, which is, well, you go to the middle of nowhere, you keep going past the middle of nowhere, and then you can make it there. I host a camp known as Can Spanks, uh, Canadian Spanking, and I enjoy having fun getting spanked. It's one of it's something that I've always enjoyed. That whole play with um, dominance and submission and all that—it's a great time. So we have 130 acres here that we've opened up, and twice a year host a spanking event. And that is part of what this episode uh, will be about. Uh, also, uh, Ryan uh, came to our last hot seat retreat uh, earlier in the year, and uh, people will some people will remember you as the person who hosted our getting to know you games to to help people meet each other. Others will know you for your extensive, extremely bratty behavior. Who, me? I'm practically an angel. Well, Lucifer was also an angel, so I guess that doesn't mean much. But yes, it was so much fun. I loved going there. I had a fantastic time at that event. Yeah, and so part of this episode, we'll be talking about, you know, how to incorporate those fantasies of brat behavior into being part of your spanking play. So, but first, it's been a while since we've done an episode. And so we actually have a lot of stuff uh, to get to about what's going on in our community before we get to have our fun conversation. Um, to start off with, unfortunately, we're going to start with some sad news. Uh, we've had some deaths in our community um, this year. Uh, Randy, who people on this podcast and in our community may, may know as Red Bear Spanker, uh, passed away earlier this year. He was on episode 44 of Dudes Speaking Dudes, uh, talking about our second hot seat retreat. Uh, along with uh, Tony, also known as Bear Spanks. And the two of them have been in a dad-boy uh, relationship for 19 years. So it is uh, very sad to um, see him go. Uh, Tony wanted me to pass along 
that there's going to be a memorial for Randy in Chicago on September 23rd. Um, if you're interested, if you'll be up there um, and want to attend this memorial, uh, contact Bear Spanks, uh, all one word, on WAPS uh, for more information. Uh, there have been a couple of other deaths of some of my other spanking buddies this year. Um, I'm not going to get into the names of them. I, I, I mentioned Randy's name because he's been on the podcast and he's used his name. Um, and I don't want to kind of violate the privacy of people, even though they've been passed, even though they passed away. But I just lost a local friend uh, a week and a half ago um, and another uh, friend from Badass Weekend uh, just a month ago. Uh, people who remember Cliff from Spanking Central. Um, he uh, stopped producing videos uh, a year or so ago. Uh, he uh, passed away earlier this year as well. So rest in peace to our buddies um, in the spanking community. And um, we will miss you and we'll miss the fun you brought to the scene. Uh, so with that, um, let's shift to some upcoming events. Um, I'm at, I recorded this. I planned to record this. Timing didn't work out, but we just had uh, Cape Red Tails up in Northern California just this past weekend, right before we recorded it. Uh, recorded this. Uh, hopefully, it went super well. I've heard they get a good group this year. Um, Baddest Weekend is coming up on October uh, 11th through the 15th. I have got my plane tickets already purchased. Uh, they just sent out their first update about a week ago, and they've got 40 first timers coming for the very first time. So that is super awesome. Um, ever since COVID, ever since these events started coming back after COVID, we've had a bunch of new people coming to each event. And if you've never been to one, um, here's an opportunity. There's more information there at uh, bawevent.com. You can still register to attend Badass Weekend. Now, the main hotel is already is all booked up, but there are nearby places where you can where there are overflow hotels and you can come and attend. Um, it's also a time to announce that we are, have set up the dates for the fourth hot seat retreat in Palm Springs. It is going to be on March 13th through the 17th of 2024. Um, you'll notice uh, if you've attended previous, that there's an extra day there. Uh, due to the amazing, overwhelming feedback we've gotten from people who have attended, uh, we are adding a day to the event. It is now going to start on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Um, stay tuned. We will have more information. We're making some, what I hope are going to be some cool, fun changes uh, to the event that will uh, improve the environment uh, for, for everyone's spanking fantasies. Um, so there will be an upcoming episode where I have Jaden and uh, Doug on to talk about some of the changes that we're making to Hot Seat Retreat next year based on feedback that we've gotten from attendees. And uh, Ryan, you were there last year. So oh, it was amazing. It was so much fun. It was my first time ever attending. And I heard on episode 48, some of the things that you were hinting at that you might be doing. So, and I had such a great time. I, I can't wait to experience all the things that you're planning for this next year. Yes. Yes. It is very much going to be playing up on the really, po well, I guess positive is the right word in a way, <laughs> but the positive experiences that ended very painfully, but in a positive way, uh, drawing on the, the positive experiences that people had there and expanding on those. So stay tuned. You'll be more to come. Uh, and also, if you haven't heard, uh, Doug, Jaden, and I have launched a, a new series of spanking parties here in Los Angeles called 
O-T-K-L-A. Uh, we have a space in a kink venue in West Hollywood. Uh, we had our first party in May. It went really well. We had more than 50 folks there. Uh, and we're planning for the next one on August 11th. Check out our site at otkla.com for more information there. Um, if you want more information about Hot Seat Retreat, that's at hotseatps.com. And those are just all the events in the U.S. Uh, in, in Canada, though, uh, Spanks is, is coming up in September, right? Yes, actually. We have it September 4th through 10th, and it should be an amazing time. We've um, been hard at work here at uh, the venue that it's held at, which is Fox Haven, where I happen to live most of the time and set up all kinds of different events. And we've really done a lot of things since last year. We now have a full one-room schoolhouse, um, well, called the Glitter Palace. It has its own school bell from the 1890s, and so we can really get into an amazing role play with that and we have 130 acres which includes its own lakes so you can go to the swim dock get spanked there perhaps onto the island and it's just an amazing place because you can be so secluded and have no one else around yeah that's and this is this is our real dude spanking real dude section is going to is about can spanks so tell us the history of it Certainly. Well, I've always been into age play and dad, son, teacher, student, all that kind of stuff. And my very, very close friend and, um, well, I consider him chosen family, who's known online as Purple Bowtie. He actually introduced me to spanking and then said when I was had this place, he said, Ryan, what if we did a spanking week here? And I said, that sounds amazing. That sounds like a lot of fun. So we planned the first Can Spanks, which was a very soft launch, which happened in 2019. And we had a great reception. A couple of uh, close people came out and it went very well. Then, unfortunately, the world closed for a few years. And yeah. so we had our second hot, um, Can Spanks that happened last year in 2022. And it was an amazing, wonderful experience. Um, I definitely was, my backside was tingling for uh, quite a while <laughs> afterwards and during and actually before as he um, planned a few things. And then um, this this year it's coming up on September 4th through 10th, which should be amazing. And because of it, we actually had one person that approached us and said, hey, it's not just guys that like to spank and be spank. It's also other genders. And so we, with, with her, with... Um, we launched one that happens in July so that um, all people can. But the one in September is always um, really special and fun. And we so far have a whole bunch of people signed up for it. Yeah, I'm looking up on WAPS right now. I see uh, – well, this just listed on WAPS. I see 11 people that have, have, have said that they're going. But there's another good 25 folks who have expressed interest. How many people do you have formally registered? Formally registered, right now we have 14 tickets sold, and I've been talking to a lot of people, and so it looks like we'll at least get up into the 20s, if not more. And the great thing is we have 50 campsites. We have 14 indoor beds. Actually, we have, we're have we adding another six before Canspanks, so we'll have 20 indoor beds, and we have enough room for six to seven RVs. So it's um, And that's just the regular camp area. Some people have also talked that they might be going to a 
small motel or something a half an hour from here because remember we're in the middle of nowhere so there's not much around except for a lot of guys that are going to have a lot of funds banking yeah and so that was i was going to ask that is like is there you know so so this is a place where you can go outdoors kind of like for people who have been to Camp Red Tails, it's in Northern California and in, you know, in the woods in a very isolated place where it allows people to go down on trails and do outdoor spanking play without the prospect of someone stumbling upon them. And this is like that as well. Absolutely. Our driveway is a kilometer and a half long. Um, I'm not sure what that is in miles, but it's, it's long. It's and long. <laughs> it's a mile, yes. I think. That works for me. We'll sure. call it a mile. Yeah. And then you get to the main camp, which has the um, one-run schoolhouse. It has field, forest. There's lots of Canadian shield rock, which means that a lot of the rock is exposed. So there's some great places you can go there. Actually, a couple last year, I got spanked on a boulder that had been dropped off by a glacier long ago. There's a, a lake that's entirely encompassed by the property, which means that no one else has access to it except for us an island on that lake, and so it's an amazing place. There are trails, forest, and some wetlands. I, I wouldn't suggest being spanked in the swamp, but if you're into that, <laughs> you can feel free. Personally, I'd rather use the woodshed. And so you have a woodshed as well. So you've got a schoolroom, you've got a woodshed. Schoolroom, woodshed, we have a wood-fired sauna that um, I got spanked in actually just about a week ago. And let me tell you, when you are hot, when you are sweaty, and the spanks really sting. Oh my goodness. We were in there and um, he put me across his lap, this one guy that, that was here. And I didn't realize that when you are sweaty, it really hurts a lot more. It's kind of like when you just get out of a shower or mm -hmm. in my case, just hop out of the lake and it stings a lot more, which can be a lot of fun. Spanking wet butts is a lot of fun because they're not only is it they're they're just kind of there's maybe it's the water drop us a road but they're just bouncier. Butts are <laughs> bouncier if you spank them when they're wet. It's just it's just a fact. <laughs> well, you know we should find that out. We should spank. We should take some pictures, video, and see how it is when you when they're dry, then when they're wet, and you know you'd probably have to repeat it a couple of times just for scientific accuracy. We actually we have a buddy who is an expert is in physics. We could maybe maybe do a test on whether wet butts are are objectively scientifically bounced here. Uh, well, <laughs> I would sacrifice my butt for the <laughs> scientific cause. I would donate that part to science for those time. It, that would be. I would feel free to volunteer my time just just to help people to gain more knowledge okay we'll <laughs> keep that in mind um so and also to kind of be clear because like right now what people might be hearing is just oh there is this big space that has speaking events but you actually much like the resort that is used for camp red tails and also like ccbc um the hotel where we have hot seat retreat. There are all sorts of other types of events that go on there during the year. So this base has experience with dealing with groups of people, right? Absolutely. We've held up to 76 people in the past, and we actually have a gate with a combination lock on it that gets changed during each event so that only the people that are going to that event can get through that gate. It also makes it so that Amazon drivers or delivery people or 
completely lost people don't just wander down the laneway. Also, we have cliffs on one side of us, um, stopping the marsh and the lake. We have crown land, which is state forest for you, um, on one side. And on the other side, it's um, forest. And let's just say if someone wanders in here, they would have had to go through forest and lake and marsh and wetland and cliffs and rock. And I'll be real impressed when they get through those (laughs) 10 kilometers of bush to finally get here. So if they're coming in, they're going to. Well, they're not going to be coming in. The only thing that we'd probably get is a wandering moose or something, which we do. We saw one this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was really exciting. We saw a moose going through the swamps, and um, there was a younger one. Probably was born earlier this spring, and the two of them were just munching on whatever kind of things they could find. (laughs) So what is – I mean, we have to ask because, of course – since we're so much further south than you, I mean, we're having 90 degree temperatures. Um, so what, what is, but I'm in Los Angeles. So what is the temperature like in Canada, in in that part of Canada, specifically in September? In September, we're nearing the end of summer. So the days can still be quite warm at times. They can get up to, well, in the high 20s, which means probably the 80s for you. See, I know my American, <laughs> and um, then in the but it can also be in the teens during the day, so it can vary. Swimming is still great. Well, maybe not for you, Los Angeles people, but I will <laughs> still find it quite enjoyable to swim, and most people do, especially after you've been running around or um, getting spanked. It can be really nice to put it in some cool water. Um, in the nights, it can get cool. Sometimes it's down to the um what would it be for you guys the 50s maybe yeah that sounds about right so it can get down to maybe 10 degrees here if it's really a cool night but usually it's quite pleasant you'll throw on a jacket or something go up to the campfire and roast some s'mores and see the stars and if someone does some brattiness they might even get spanked fireside (laughs) <laughs> so speaking of that, so tell us, I mean, you you have stories about the kind of spanking that go on at Can't Spank. So, so tell us one. Sure. Well, one of my most memorable was we all went out on the boats and we have five kayaks, two rowboats, a couple of paddle boats. Um, not that kind of paddle, though those were on those paddle boats and the <laughs> canoe. So we're going out because uh, Papa, who's what I call purple bow tie, he loves to, he's an amazing photographer, not just the photographs that you've seen of me and others on Kentsbanks.com or on his um, Twitter, but also he does incredible wildlife photography and um, wildflowers. So we're going out um, after a particularly memorable morning at the schoolhouse and to just enjoy the nature that's here. And of course, me being the person that I am, I was splashing and having a good time and then suddenly i hear from behind me a bit of a roar and a gasp from the others i had accidentally splashed papa a purple bow tie and had gotten him and had gotten a drop on his camera lens accidentally maybe but the, the <laughs> camera lens part was accidental getting him splashed was not so accidental uh-huh. so suddenly i hear that's it. Pull, we're pulling the boats, everyone to shore, right now. So we pulled into the inlet where the beaver dam is and up onto the shore where, and onto the rocks. And he ordered one of the others, Billy, 
to cut some switches. Billy, with huge grin on his face, went off to cut switches because he was knew that I was going to get in trouble. And so I was then bent over one of the boulders. It's not too big of a one, maybe over a meter high, um, a yard high for you guys. And then was told to drop my pants. And so I had just my tidy whities on. And then the, the switches were brought back. I, of course, was the anticipation was building because I knew everyone else was watching. And I had I hadn't seen the switches. I didn't know how many Billy had cut. Papa inspected them and said, these will do. And then he said, all right, are you ready? And I said, yes. <laughs> and then you hear this as it cuts across the air and that red hot line that just goes right across your butt when a switch hits, except it was a bunch of them. So there were oh. many. Oh, oh, and of course, I am not always quiet when I get spanked. So there was definitely a yelp. And I just heard Billy and Bob and them giggling. And Ian, a friend of mine, was taking pictures and suddenly another, another, another. And there were quite a few. And I and then he said, OK, that's. And so I thought, oh, thank goodness I'm done. And he said, all right, you don't think you're done. Drop them. And so I had to pull down my my pants. And he was very happy to see that it was well, it was like one of those graph papers, except red line after line after line after line intersecting. And he then said, OK, we're going to we'll take this one. And. You would think that one switch would be better than than mm. a bunch of them, but then it's all intensified into that one line as it right. went back and back and everything. And Billy is laughing and enjoying it, and pictures are being taken, and they're stinging. And so then had to sit. Then he said, "Okay, that's it." And so then he said, "Oh, you need to row us back to shore so I can clean my camera." So I had to sit on my stinging butt on there, on the bench, as we rowed back. And as you row the boat, you have to roll back and forth to get the momentum and everything, which means that you are hitting every single piece that has just been freshly switched. Of course, when we got back to shore, Papa had plans with those switches that he had kept for some of the others. The ones that you've seen giggling, pointing, and also egging on with more splashing. By within a few minutes, there was, a, I think it was three or four more butts that were there <laughs> getting switched and spanked. And so by the end of it, it was, the butts were warm. And I, of course, may have um, tossed a pebble or a mud clod at mm -hmm. the others. So he switched me again. And um, spanked me, put me right across his lap, spanked right in front, the entire lakeside anyone could have seen. Um, and then, thankfully, it was done. Well, I had had quite a lot, as had the other guys. So hopped into a canoe and started out paddling to the swim dock to go swimming. Of course, one could just go right from the shore, but it's also fun to jump and dive off of the swim dock. Oh, my, that never had felt so good getting in that water <laughs> afterwards. Of course, unbeknownst to me, he had plans for me when I got back with that red mm -hmm. butt and the rest of us, because 
there was a workshop that was going to go on that was explaining about the different types of paddles and how they worked and um, different ways in anatomy. So it was it was quite the memorable afternoon, that's for sure. <laughs> and I went to bed, let's just say, later on that day. I think there was a couple more spankings, definitely one at the fire and such. But I was for certain sleeping on my stomach that night. And there are pictures on Ken's Banks website, um, and that is uh, Ken's Banks all one word dot com for anybody who wants to take a look. Uh, is um, are any of these pictures from that incident? Yes, there is a picture that you'll see in that of um, me bent over a rock and with a particularly ouched face on as Papa's standing behind me with a switch in his hand. My butt is completely exposed and the switch is just I believe he's raising it in that picture and it's about to come down, uh, just come down on me. Mm -hmm. And so it's um, that picture is from that. Also, I think that there's a picture on there of me in a canoe and you can just see the red butt as we're heading out onto the lake. And it's a zoomed in picture that he took from the balcony. So I think that both of those pictures are from that time. Uh, and there's also, of course, additional information about Cairns Banks. Absolutely. There's information about the venue, about some of the things we do there and dates and everything. So it does sound like a lot of fun. Uh, so if you are out there, um, and it's also particularly, I, I love the idea that, that our community can be big enough to have uh, a lot of different events uh, in case someone can't attend. Like, for example, I've never been to, I've never been able to attend Camp Red Tails. There always seems to be something that stops me from going there. So I love being able to go to Badass Weekend. Um, and so, but not everyone can attend, you know, not everyone can go to Badass Weekend. Not everyone can come to Hot Seat Retreat. Um, so the idea of there being more events, having one up in Canada, because we have, you know, we have friends in Canada who come down and you aren't the only, the first or only Canadian, uh, to come to Hot Seat Retreat. Um, and so, but having stuff up there as well is great for people in that part of the country, um, to, to, to get up there. Absolutely. Um, we actually have two people that are coming from Israel this year. Oh. And some people that travel to some of the events that happen at Foxhaven, they actually plan an entire Canadian trip about it. We have a couple people that um, came from Australia that came to Toronto, flew in there, went down to Niagara Falls, which is an amazing place. Yes. Spent some time there, spent some time in Toronto, then came up to the event that was happening at Foxhaven and then went off and drove to Ottawa, where they spent some time in our capital, saw some museums, other friends, people that were in the fetish community, went back to Toronto and flew out from there. So one people can spend an entire time and plan a Canadian trip around an event that happens, which is actually what I did when I came out to Hot Seats. I'd never been to Palm Springs and had an amazing time, came out early with a friend and went to and stayed with one of his friends who was such a great host. We went up the mountains. We did some hiking, a couple of driving trips, went and saw some amazing art places, then went to hot seats and had an incredible experience. So the great thing about having events in different places is you can purposely plan a trip that will be able to see, not just get your spank on, but also get to see some other great sites too. 
But speaking of Hot Seat Retreat and what happened with you at Hot Seat Retreat, let's make a transition to our fantasy life of spanking and what a massive brat you are. Um, so <laughs> back, Who, me, a brat? Yeah. Never. Yeah. So way back in episode eight uh, was we had an episode where we talked about brat behavior um, and my friend Sid uh, was on the was a guest on the podcast. And Sid Sid is also a great big brat, but it's not actually role play. Sid is just a brat, uh, and, and, <laughs> and it's fun, and, he, and we love him. But he's not, you know, he, he loves egging on spankings, and you talked about that. But for you, um, bringing it up again is a great way to talk about brat as role play and the fantasy of being a brat and how that plays out in areas like age play so yes so tell us about what is it that you like about being a brat i really love being a brat because it is so much fun because you can by being a brat you are being playful you're having fun and you are getting the top heated up excited and you're giving them a reason to spank you i mean a spanking just for no reason is also fun and it's exciting the intimacy and the and um, the vulnerability and everything, but actually being spanked for a reason brings it a whole nother level. And I really enjoy the whole playfulness, the building up, the getting the top to get actually frustrated and the, the, um, the amusement on their face when they know that you're doing things just to get them a little bit and to see how far you can push that envelope. It's, it's a lot of fun to see what you can get away with, knowing that eventually you're going to get caught. Like at, um, well, at Can Spanks, when I when we were doing the school thing, and I had a water gun right below in my desk at the seat, and I would spray a little spray water, and and um, the the headmaster would look around, and it took him a while to figure out who was doing it, and you just tried to get away with something, or flicking little tiny cherries, or when I threw a paper airplane and didn't admit to it until he turned around and got one right in the forehead. So it's, it's just fun. You also did it at hot seat retreat, as I recall, because you were participating in, we had um, uh, principal's office role playing going on in there. Uh, oh, that was so much fun. I loved it. Yes. Well, it was a blast. They did such a great job of that setting up the whole thing and being Stern. Actually, they had pink slips that you could fill out. And of course, when you gave me a pink slip to fill out, I had to find a reason to have it filled out because I couldn't get spanked for something I hadn't earned. <laughs> so I had to find ways to earn it. That's uh, and so so what kind of thing I, I know about the paper airplane, but you were around being very busy. I saw you regularly being chased after by daddies and teachers and various tops. So, so what else did you get up to? Well, I may have squirted water from a water bottle at one of them. I might've stepped on one of their shoes. I may have, um, I don't know, taken a little bit of ketchup and put it onto the principal's face and ran away. Just little things like that. <laughs> the stuff that's, that's perfectly behaved. I mean, I always behave. It's just not always well. Yeah. So let's take Let's pull a little bit back from the fantasy, though, because how do you as a person and, you know, we, we make a big deal on the podcast about consent and not every top 
enjoys brats. I don't know why. I don't understand it. I, I Just as we shouldn't kink shame, we shouldn't shame people for not being interested in things. For me, as my top side loves brats because it gives me permission to be mean um, because they deserve it. Um, <laughs> but from from your perspective, what are you how are you determining when it's appropriate to do this and when you know that the the doms, daddies, tops, whoever you want to call them, are comfortable with this behavior? What do you what goes through your mind? Well, that's the great thing. The thing that I love about brightiness is you can judge whether someone is receptive, whether someone is interested, whether someone is enjoying or playing off of you. So I certainly wouldn't, as a brat, start with putting ketchup onto a top's face. That would not be an opening thing. I might um, stick out a tongue or um, poke or something small, something not non-intrusive, something something that if they don't react, if they give a actually annoyed look or turn away or kind of shoo their hand or, or say not now or give some kind of body language that they're not into it, that's fantastic because then I know that this top is not going to play off of it, is not really in the mood, is not looking for this, and I can find someone that is. And then if someone smiles or snickers or says some something to egg me on like, you keep doing that young man and you're going to, and you're going to get it or something. Then I know this is a top that is enjoying this, that is getting into it, that is finding it funny. You know, that amusement that someone gets in their eyes when they have, when they look at you and they're trying not to laugh because they, they find what you did funny, but they're trying, but they're also stern because they know if I play along with this, he's going to do something brattier and I'm going to get to spank him even harder. So it's that play, that enjoyment, and you can work the top up kind of like um, I have an amazing seashell here, a couple of them that are actually conch trumpets. And if you go right behind Papa uh, Purple Bowtie and blow the conch, first of all, sometimes he jumps completely out of his skin, <laughs> but all the time I will get a major spanking for it. So it's a perfect way of letting him know I'm in the mood and looking for it and giving him a reason to get completely angry because he's told me a thousand times, Ryan, do not blow that conch. Do not scare me. Do not do that. Knowing that if I do that and if he tells me not to, I will probably do it and I'll get a spanking. So it's it's fun because you can judge consent. You can judge moods and you can also get an even better scene because of it. So that's why how I work the brightiness in with consent. So do you use brightiness at all during the spanking itself? Because one of the great things, one of the, again, one of the reasons that I, I love brighty behavior as a top is that it is a way to let the top know that he needs to lay on harder without actually, actually saying that. Um, so do you, do you incorporate brightiness when you're being spanked or do you just turn into the obedient boy oh no i don't turn into the obedient boy all the time i definitely if i'm looking for it to be harder or if i'm wanting to be even more seen or if i'm just into the role play a lot i might continue the brattiness i might complain i might say that that's not there or, or argue with the top just to get even more of a reaction and 
then when I started to have enough or I'm getting towards the edge, then I will definitely become more and more obedient when I've gotten the lesson, when I've, the lesson is getting across or my backside is getting quite <laughs> quite raw so what is what does that kind of look or sound like because i'm thinking of like some poor <laughs> some aspiring brat um you know just kind of like going overboard and and not knowing how to scale it back when he's in the middle of a spanking so so what does that look like um when when i'm when, when it's time or when, when yeah you're, when you're yeah um apologizing saying you're sorry saying you'll be good saying you'll you'll listen next time all that kind of stuff that's saying what a parent or a teacher or someone would want to hear which is i understand i was wrong i'm 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 so sorry i i won't do it again i'll behave i promise i'll behave no i'll actually behave i won't behave poorly i'll behave well i'll behave well i'll behave well that kind of stuff okay and does that does that usually work do you do you behave well <laughs> or how long do you behave well? I mean, there's at least minutes for sure. <laughs> I mean, a number of minutes usually. It, it some it depends. Some sometimes there are many minutes. I mean, sometimes I go to sleep. <laughs> um, do you ever have? Do you ever regret? I mean, have you ever felt like, oh, I was too much of a brat? No, because I, while I'm playing the role play and definitely getting into it. I'm also aware of these signs and things that the top is doing. The time that I would think that I have gone overboard or too much would be if I actually damaged something of the top's property, if I hurt them, or if I continued to push when they weren't into it. That would when I would think that I had gone way too far overboard. Or if I had, it's kind of like when we tease each other. We know where, where the line is drawn and when we could actually say something that would be insulting or hurtful to a person. So it's the same thing with brattiness. You know where the line is. You can judge where the line is. And like when you're a brat, you're not going to be a brat by scratching a top's car. Yes. Uh, those of you listening out there, you are not going to be a brat by scratching a top's car. <laughs> but by having a water gun and spraying a top or if a top you've known and played with some and you might have in in a um private um dining experience or at a house or something or or at can spanks or something have some ketchup that you're eating and put a little bit on their cheek and run away knowing that next time they see you they're you're probably going to be paying for that those are fine things, but you might not want to put something that would stain on their clothing. That's kind of the line that I draw is I don't I want to make sure that I am a brat, but I'm not doing damage. Yeah, an ethical brat. Yes, exactly. Therefore, I am well behaved. I am practically. <laughs> See, I told you at the beginning of this podcast, I was an angel. You just didn't believe me. Of course. <laughs> It may be more of the, the fallen angel, but that's besides the point. Those are details. Yeah, and also, you know, where you choose to be a brat also matters. And this is actually something I've heard of people, you know, complaining about uh, brat behavior in places where it's not appropriate. Absolutely. For instance, I might be a brat at hot seats, and that would be a lot of fun, but when we're going and going out to a dinner off site, 
that kind of a place, you wouldn't want to have the same level or the same things. You might poke them under the table or something or tap their foot or something or something like that. But you don't want to cause a scene in a public venue or when you're going shopping at a store. That's completely different. Now, when you're in the car and you're maybe at a stoplight or something and you push the horn and it beeps, <laughs> that's completely fine because you're not actually messing with their driving. And plus, p- poking the horn is a lot of fun. Yes, yes, it's it's so much fun. Everyone loves to hear car horns. Or if they're in the passenger seat and you're in the back, it's a lot of fun to kind of tap their seat because you wouldn't want them to, to doze off and miss something. So it's thoughtful. It is. It Very is. Very thoughtful. So kind. It is. Yes, I, I encourage people to do that. Uh, people really... People really enjoy that um. <laughs> because you wouldn't want to be dozing off and miss something like no. um, like an interesting animal on the side of the road or or who knows what anything. a McDonald's and McDonald's. You wouldn't want to miss one of those. I mean, <laughs> then you might not see one for like another. Well, if you're up here, it would be a half an hour, but if you're down there, <laughs> another five minutes or, or less. For tops, um, what sort of advice? Like you mentioned a little bit about but about it, but if a top wants to encourage a brat behavior and remain in this fantasy, you know, what sort of responses should they give? And, and also, what sort of responses should they give if that's not their thing? But they don't want to be a jerk. <laughs> well, if it's not interest, if the top is not interested at that time, a simple looking at you and saying, not right now. With no playfulness in the voice, with no smirk, with nothing, just maybe a hand up going, not right now. Or saying, or just looking at you and say, just not right now or not today. Or um, if they want to play with you another time, they can say that or say, no, I, I'm dealing with something else right now. Those kind of things just tell you to shut it down right away. And it's not rude because, I mean, we're all dealing with different things they may or they might say hey or if they want to encourage you they might say listen young man i have to do a phone call right now but if when i come out you are still being a brat then you are going to get it so listen you better shape up you better behave i'm going to be back in half an hour after my phone call and i want to see you being a good boy and that tells me all right they have to go do something right now they can't play right now but they want to play, and if I meet them here in half an hour, I'm going to get some fun. So at that time, I might fold a paper airplane or find um, some pine cones or acorns to kind of toss at them when they get back. But you respect that they're going off to do something, and you don't follow them and continue the bratiness when they've given you a give me half an hour kind of a thing in the scene. Now, if they're wanting to play right then – then they might give you a look and everything or a slight smirk and say, we are in public. This is not the time. If you keep on doing this, I'm going to put you over my knee right now and you are going to get it, young man. Or they might um, say, I cannot believe you did this. Listen, this is strike one. Uh. Those kind of things <laughs> that are letting you know, you can continue this and there will be consequences. But I'm giving you permission to continue this. In fact, I want to see just how far you think you can pull this. And because you're going to get it. And I am going to, they might have a a number in their head. 
if he throws three more pine cones, if he pokes me four more times, if he, and sometimes they can count down. They can say, that's strike one, two. And then they, when they get to, they'll say, if I get to 10 and you're not, and you're not sitting there being good, being good, or if you haven't picked those up and I get to five, we're, we're dealing this right now. They can also stand up. I've had one person do this at, at hot seats. He stood up and he whipped off his belt and he said, you do one more thing and I am going to be using this on you, young man. And then he sat down and that was my thing of, I'd like to use this belt on you. Give me a reason to. Right. And did you? You know me. Of course <laughs> I did. And so how, how was the belt? Well, it was definitely a strong belt on the when I had my shorts on and my little red shorts, um, they are not that there's not much fabric, but I mm. wished that I still had them on when he then had me stand up and he yanked down those shorts and yanked down my underwear, mm. had me go back over him and gave me 10 more strong ones. Mm. I was definitely feeling that. <laughs> but um, And you learned your lesson and behaved for the rest of the weekend. Well, I behaved in some manner, <laughs> but like at the principal's office, I had had my first principal's time and it was amazing and really good. And they had said, he had said, now, listen, I know that you have a papa back in Canada. I want you to bring this back to him and show him this. And when you bring this back to him, I'm sure that he's going to have a one, two with you again. And so I thought my bratty side said, oh, well, then I shouldn't bring this back. So I decided that the best way to not have to bring this to to um, Papa was to fold a paper airplane with it and return oh. it to the mm. principal's office. Oh. So I folded up that pink slip and returned it. Of course, maybe I should have returned someone else's because my name was right on that and I didn't think that through, perhaps. Mm. Yeah. That was also my bratty way of saying, I'd like to have more and even more of a scene of this. So you can have fun and they, the amusement and laughter on their face when they saw that was fantastic. And then the sternness that immediately set over them definitely set it off. And so they had me come in, sat me down and talked to me about my behavior. And of course, that was so much fun for role play, was really able to get into it, gotten and everything, the fidgeting, the nervousness, the all those feelings and everything of you know what's coming and the answers and then the punishment that's coming. It was really authentic, really great, and the role play was incredible. Actually, um, it was so intense and so real that there were actually a few tears that came out because <laughs> um, got really we all got into the role play so much. It was amazing. That is Great. And that is a great story to end this episode on. So, Ryan, first of all, just remind everyone where they can get information about Canspanx. Absolutely. If you go to canspanx.com, that's C-A-N-S-P-A-N-K-S.com, you can find out all the information up there. There's also the contact info that you can email us if you have any questions. And um, the great thing about Canspanx is that you'll have the entire run of the place yourself and all meals are included. So, and all the butts that you can possibly spank, <laughs> including mine. 
Uh, and if people want to reach out to you personally, how do they do that? Absolutely. They can go into WAPS. They can find Blonde Boy Ryan on there. They can find that also on um, uh, Spank This Hookups. I'm on both of those as Blonde Boy Ryan. Um, and so that's an easy way. They can also email direct to Banks, and um, they'll find the email address on that website. It's cansbanks at gmail.com. And I'm the one that answers all those emails, so I'll be the one that you'll be talking to. So you can feel free to reach out to me either on social media or through the website through the email. Excellent. And I am Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. You can reach me on WAPS as Red Spank Scott, on Scruff as Red, Red Spank Scott, on Recon as Red Spank Scott, on Spank This Hookups as Red SPK Scott. Uh, we also have, um, which, uh, if what is formerly known as Twitter, as X, I don't know, this literally just happened yesterday as I'm recording this. Wait, what? So, so Twitter is, is now called X? It's just X. Um, did he forget to use a name? I like usually X marks the spot, or X is what you sign when you don't know how to write. There's a whole thing about it, but anyway, so we have we have a Twitter feed for now, or an X feed for, for as long as the site continues, uh, called Dudes Spank Dudes, and you can reach out to me there. Um, and we have an Instagram, um, also Dudes Spanking Dudes, and uh, you can send me messages. Uh, if you send me questions, send me threats, uh, stay tuned. We will do a podcast episode soon about what's coming up on Hot Seat Retreat uh, and uh, what people can expect next year with that. And once again, Ryan, I want to thank you for being here and for being such a good brat. Well, thanks so much. And um, I will look forward to seeing you next time and being an even bigger brat so that I can get um, laid across your knees. Yes, we have. I have not had the chance to punish Ryan for being a brat. Um, I will give you plenty of reasons, I'm sure. (laughs) All right. And uh, with that, uh, thank you, everyone. And we will see you next time.